welcome to the South Road Boys. Well, exactly. I thought it was your turn. Wow. <laughs> it's so weird that I'm recording on my laptop. How does that feel for you? Look, I'm nervously in control. But you've done it before. We did like 100 episodes. I know. They well, when you fit- don't do something for a while. Well, it's not like falling off a bike. <laughs> it's just like getting back on a bike. Exactly right. Um, except <laughs> if you haven't been on it for a while, it's actually not that good. It's not. It gets a bit wobbly no. and there's probably a high likelihood you're going to come off. Yeah. No one needs that. New. Yeah. Um, on this podcast, mm. I think there's a few people that get off. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Our dulcet, sexy tones. Looking at you, Howie. <laughs> so there would be. There'd be a lot of people that listen to this. Mm. They've never seen what we look like. And we are Adonis's to them. <laughs> Or Adonis I. I don't know. Is there a plural to Adonis? An Adonis. An Adonis? Is that, is that Adonis's wife, Anna? Greek gods. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the... Yasure! <laughs> oh, what are you talking about now? That's the only Greek I know. I know. You're if I'm a Greek god. fucking languages. Uh, I, I'm a cunning linguist. I struggle to do English half the time <laughs> during this podcast. <laughs> After last week, you really I was just like, oh, all over the fucking place. <laughs> Word salad. I know. Look... I try. I do my best. And that's all I can ask for, mate. Exactly. All I can ask for. (laughs) (laughs) But what has been going on in your world? I had an exciting day yesterday. Did you, Neil? I did. Tell me about it. Um, Had a a, a few beers down the pub watching uh, Warner hit 335. Big innings. Not out. Big innings. No matter what condition or who you're playing. Unless, of course, it's the Broadmeadows under 13 girls squad. Exactly right. Look, the the bowling attack from Pakistan was not the strongest they have ever put to the field. Mm. But for anyone to score 335 runs and not make a mistake to get out in that time against anyone is That is a world-class. Oh, exactly Well, you know, up there. Yeah. Um, So that took over... Uh, Mark Taylor and also Bradman. Mm. Don Bradman. To become now the second highest test score ever in history. That's massive. With only Lara above that, which I believe was 400. Brian. 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 Brian Lara. <laughs> I'm Brian and she's uh, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so that was good. So I went down the uh, the local pub, had a few beers watching that. Mm. Uh, come home, um, had a couple of beams, just a bit of music. Yep. Had a bit of an early night, went to bed by 11. No, Wasn't a late one. Wake up the next day. Mm. And I thought, what am I going to do today? It was a bit of a shitty day. It was raining. First day of summer, of course exactly, it is. Exactly, <laughs> you know. And I thought, someone yesterday mentioned that they watched The Irishman on Netflix. Oh, I've seen the previews for that. Yeah, it's the new one with De Niro and Pacino mm. and We, we haven't everyone. seen them together since Heat, basically. Yeah, that would have been the last time. And I think everyone was just... Oh, my goodness. Because yeah. most people, you generally get them mixed up. <laughs> yeah, and they're a little bit older now. That's the thing, too. Like, you weren't expecting them really to... They're not going to have the power punch they used to have. Probably not. But the one thing that I was surprised about whilst looking at the previews was one of the leading actors um, in a position of authority was okay, 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 Joe Pesci. Yeah. Who's normally a second fiddle. Mm. Who's normally, you know, an also-ran sort of a... Yep. A supporting actor, but he seems to have a lead role in this yeah, one. And does, does he? Uh, yeah, he does. Yeah? Yeah, he's certainly a lead in this. And it goes for, I think it's 209 minutes. That's right. That's why, why Amy and I didn't watch it, because it's over three and a half it's hours. three and a half hours of movie. And I thought, look, I'll watch it like a miniseries. I'll probably kick an hour in here, and mm. I can watch the rest later. Is it like heroin? Fuck. 
Well, because I said to Amy, you could pop- mid afternoon or early <laughs> afternoon later, I'll finish the whole thing. Wow! Because I said to Amy when we were, when we were thinking, contemplating watching it, is you could only do a three and a half hour movie on Netflix because I don't think that would go well in a cinema because people are going to need to take a piss break. At the very least, you're going to need to go to the toot once. See, I would agree with that, but I didn't. But you know why I didn't? I reckon it's because I was home. If yeah. I was in a cinema... Where you had a big fucking gulp of yep. whatever... I'll be thinking, oh, oh I'm going to have to go. I am going to have to go. And or, then you... or I'm using the gulp. Have I finished the gulp? <laughs> <laughs> and then you finish the gulp so you can use the gulp, and then all of a sudden you're just drinking your own piss again. <laughs> yeah, so look, it's good. Because then at half... Like, whenever you want, you're at home, you can just pause it. And the thing is, too, it's all based on true life. Hmm. Um, to a point. It's using factual information and creating a fictional story using real characters, real events, real time frame. Yep. Which is all around the Jimmy Hoffa era and so sure. forth and, and et cetera, et cetera. Which, it's really funny how we always, we put our criminals and our bad people on these pedestals of notoriety and fame. Oh, and Ned Kelly. Yeah, Ned Kelly for us, exactly. Jesse James. Um, look at um, some of the most... Uh, I suppose, well-watched television series mm. have been the Underbelly series. Yeah, oh, in Australia, you know, absolutely. For the last, what, decade? Yeah. You know, Chopper Reed. We still quote that film <laughs> regularly. <laughs> so it's just, yeah, it's good though. Mm. But De Niro and Pacino, they just, oh my God, those two. Worth it. They're just so good. And they de-age them as well. Oh. So we're not just dealing with old men. They start off probably, you know, I don't know what the time frame is, 30 years earlier. Oh, shit, they do a Samuel L. Jackson... Yeah, they do. And they just get older as they go. And I think it works out that they get older than what they are now. Right. So they, they're somewhere along probably two-thirds of the way along. Mm. But it starts off younger, and moves away through. Them. They don't start as young men, but they start as younger men. And and do they do it well? They do it pretty well. The so, only thing that I found, it was really funny, because De Niro, I mean, he went through... He was in Taxi Driver. Yep. Uh, Raging Bull. Raging Bull. Bull. He was an angry man. <laughs> oh, yeah. He hit a lot of heads. He was in a lot Godfather of or Goodfellas? Uh, no, De Niro that... would have been in the Godfather series, wouldn't he? Probably. Surely. I mean, Big someone, Shano was. Someone is going to do research. I think Big Shano jumped into number two. Maybe. Um, strange enough, that's actually a series I haven't seen. I haven't seen one, two, or three of the Godfather. Wow. Yeah, no. I know. I, I, Most I, people have that same face I just, when I told people I haven't seen The Lion King. Akuna Matata, butter. I'm only one of three people in the universe that have not seen The Lion King. Oh, the, the, I'm probably one of four who haven't seen Godfather. Well, there you go. Wow, that's fair. No, I don't know why, which is bizarre because I love the actors. Well, like, what, Samuel, <laughs> James L. Jones? <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Here's the thing, though, just back on oh, that, Lion oh, King. Oh. When I just found out recently, they got James L. Jones to do Mufasa, the, the Lion King father's voice again, mm-hmm. right? And he did the one back in the cartoon. But when they did the 2D animation and now they've done like the live action style animation to Where it. Where they trained all the animals and got them to move certain ways. and Pretty yeah. much all they drew them really fancy. Um, <laughs> they did it beat for beat. Word for word, there was no difference except how it visually looked. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted to go, this is a great story. Let's not fuck with it. Let's just do the exact same thing. Yep. 
they could have actually got James Earl Jones's voice from back then, not had to pay him again, and just replayed it. They didn't. They Remastered him, it. <laughs> they, re, they, they got him back in to do the same lines. Why? Because when you say Darth Vader is back. Yeah, but what, couldn't they have just, I was back. Okay, yeah, righto. But you know what I found? So out? the Lion King remake is like The Empire Strikes Back, basically. <laughs> Effectively. But I think James L. Jones, here's the thing. I think there was um, NBC in America. I think that's a, a network there. Yeah, it is. Mm. I think they, in the height of his popularity, they got him to do, this is NBC, keep watching, or something like that. He apparently has made more money from that than all his other acting combined. Really? Because they have to pay him the royalties every time they fucking use it. And wow. they use it and use it and use it. He's got such a good voice, though. You could read the phone book and you yeah. just go, fair enough. You've got basically him mm. and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Mm. And there might be a little man from Shawshank Redemption. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so they're and three, Dufresne. <laughs> they're three voices that are so recognisable mm. within a syllable. Exactly. And, but why isn't it someone like P. Wee Herman not as popular? Didn't he Who fiddle also with has... some kids or something? <laughs> Probably. Or Carrot Top, for example. Carrot Top. <laughs> Didn't he get some really bad plastic surgery? Oh, he did. Yeah. yeah. And I think he's done a. I think he's got a residency in Vegas somewhere. <sighs> I think he's a DJ to strip club. He's a weird dude. He just, he's a ranger. <laughs> but he's a bad ranger. Every group has a little mm. semi-group within it mm. that you look at and go, oh, fucking no, dude, this is why people talk about us in this way. Because like, if you wanted to put like good rangers... Like Team Good Ginge, yep. men, not women, because women don't fucking count in Team Ginge because everyone loves a ginger girl. Like pretty much all the ginger girls you, you kind of yeah. like. Unless, of course, you meet them in real life and realise that they can be batshit crazy. Yeah. Okay. That's why they're ball gags. That's why they have that. <laughs> mm. But you've got Lewis Capaldi. Yep. You've got Ed Sheeran. Yep. Even Tim Minchin people are quite. Yep. And myself. Right? Um, I'm, I'm hitching you're my in wagon. The, you're in that group. You're putting yourself I'm in I'm hitching the... my wagon to that star. Right, eh? Not and as then, confident on that last one. But... And then you've got Carrot Top. <laughs> yeah. He drags, the, he drags the bell curve down. It is. He just... <laughs> I mean, it's just the name. <laughs> Carrot Top. Carrot Top. It's a bottom. For years, the amount of people who called me Carrot Top and my sponsors, Carrot Bottom. Exactly. Carrot Top's a green. Exactly. It makes no sense. Mm, fan of pants. Blood nut. Jaffa Jocks, Tampon. I will say, though, I don't actually hear the Ginge nicknames anymore. You're not Ginge. Maybe that's why. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Mind you, it's been a good 20-something years since I've been called Bluey. Or yeah, Blue. so Bluey's, that's died. That's gone. Yeah. That. Um, like, I'll hear, um, like, you know, Ginge and Ginge Ranger. And and that. Ranger probably still is the most prominent one that's hung yeah. around. But you don't hear, like, the... Fan and of the, pants. The, the fan of pants. All those ones that Rusty we as kids. Yeah, you just don't. Don't you? I, I don't <laughs> you think you do. <laughs> I do, still. Tampon. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. Maybe I'll live a privileged life. <laughs> <laughs> you and your white privilege. <laughs> Us downtrodden gingers. Imagine if, imagine if the, the ginger, the ginger strain, right? Yes. Make sure the gingivitis. Like, make sure it was like the, the mutant strain right. in the Marvel Universe. <gasps> and make sure if you just started like building up and some of the more gingers and before mm. you knew it, they start taking over and there's this epidemic 
Of ginge. Mm. A gingerdemic. A ginger. <laughs> and their superpower is just to piss people off. Yeah, pretty much. Um, without even trying. I mean, you, for instance. Well, exactly. <laughs> you were really good at it. Well, it's, it's, it's like, the cl- how do you piss off a ginge? Say something. <laughs> it's just, we do get a bad name. Mind you, my ginge has faded like a flower, and I'm probably Aww. a bit more brun than I used to be. Yeah, yeah, this is true. But that's okay. I mean, it's no different to people that go grey. Hmm. The ginge just... Yours has gone a little bit silver. Yeah, my I'm really lucky, whereas my hair, because I was always a bit mousy-coloured anyway... The grey kind of blends in with the mousiness. It was a bit hard for many times during the 90s to work out what your natural hair colour was. <laughs> there was a lot of blonde tips going on. Oh, with those blonde tips. Yeah. Fuck. And then the brush forward with the blonde tips. Yeah. Look, here's the thing, though. I wasn't the only one back then. <laughs> yeah. But, I wasn't by myself. Yeah, but you were the only one in my world, and it was just like... <laughs> <laughs> the blonde tip boy and the ginger ninja. <laughs> Fuck. No wonder we had the women around us. Why did we not get the shit kicked out of us every single time we went out? Especially, I mean, and I, you know what we did? Play computer games. Yeah. Or wow. we wanted to be cool. Let's play eight ball. Yeah, let's play eight ball. Yeah. All night long. Yeah. Uh, we, and then we go girls home. Girls love eight ball players. Oh, don't they ever? And then we go home. Like we go to the pub and we go home. And we go, yeah, we owned the eight ball table all night. Fucking we're winners. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> We're just not. We've had a misspent didn't, didn't youth. Didn't buy a lot of drinks, though. So. No, misspent youth, <laughs> and all we could do was play eight ball. Yeah. Look, it wasn't bad, though. We haven't we done that right. ages, though. No, we haven't. Actually, we must uh, We must go and see uh, Mr. Gash. Gash has got a table, does he? Gash has got his own table. It's a nice tub. He loves playing it. He records little snippets of it and actually puts it on the facey, on the oh, social media. Oh, shit, son. Um Strangely enough, never records the ones where he misses the shots. Doesn't he? Yeah, they it's don't a weird coincidence. He obviously never misses. Obviously not. No, because you wouldn't... What, I mean, you'd put it up there, wouldn't you? Of course you would. No pun intended. Uh, but he did say, <laughs> um, I need to meet Joe. Oh, He said fantastic. the other day. So that's a good excuse for us probably to go there and have a few games of pool. Mm. So when you listen to this episode, Ash? Yes. And I'm certain you will, because you've been a, uh, a much uh, maligned listener. Loyal listener. Loyal roadie. <laughs> I tell you what, though. That might coincide, because I think you and I are going to have to have a mandate very, very soon. 19th. 19th. I'll I'll do some uh, manscaping, mate, just prior to that one. (laughs) Star Wars. Put some blonde tips in the pubes. (laughs) 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 Good little mohawk down there. A bit like, um, what was the gremlin? You know, the the one that had the mohawk or whatever? Yeah. Imagine that. And I can say, Joe. Want to see my little monster? <laughs> Just don't feed him or get him, feed him after midnight and get him wet. <laughs> Turns into a right monster. Imagine that though. <laughs> you take a young lady home after a big night playing pool and she's well impressed. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. I go home with you and you drop trowel and she sees this man bush with blonde tips shaped in a faux hawk. <laughs> faux hawk? A faux hawk. And, you, and then you get there and explain, oh. I really love the 90s. <laughs> Can we put on some Nirvana? Oh, oh never mind. Let's get into it. <laughs> uh, you're not happy with that? I can get a gizmo. Oh. <laughs> I hate people watch Gremlins, yeah. otherwise that makes no sense it at all. It really doesn't. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and you know what? Yeah. If people say, I've never watched Gremlins, I say, Mugwai. Oh, nice. Well done. Yeah. Once again, if, if you, you haven't seen it, yeah. 
Yeah. Watch the movie. Oh, it's a perfect time too. It's the perfect Christmas movie other than Die Hard. It is. It really is. Yep. How old would that film be now? What, 30 years? 25 years? Die Hard or Gremlins? No, Gremlins. Probably even older. I reckon Gremlins would have to be... Be close to 25, 30 years, wouldn't it? I reckon 30 plus. Yeah, 80s. Yeah, definitely. Jeez, you're old. I I would nearly go... I'd probably pick about 84, I reckon, for Gremlins. Mm. Yeah, but I could just... Yeah, the old blonde tips and the pubes. (laughs) Salt and pepper pubes. Yeah. Good times, good times. <laughs> Mind you, as my wife says, I'm not salt and pepper, I'm salt and paprika. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, now, you were talking about cricket earlier, and you were talking about the Pakistanis. Yes. I had an occasion before we left the mainland and moved. Pause. When we finish this, mm. make sure you go back to our um, our mandate. Okay. Don't forget about that. Cool. I'll cross my fingers. Thank you. And that will remind me that I've forgotten something. Good job. <laughs> so before we left, <laughs> I don't know whether I told you, I met perhaps one of the greatest, well, not one of the greatest right, You're building this up, so I'm I just going to readjust myself in my seat, mm. move my mohawk, <laughs> and listen intently. It's more now like an <laughs> undercut. <laughs> Very 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, Stripe, that's what his name was. Stripe, there you go. You need no Stripe. Uh, original. Yeah. So um, you'll be able to see my stripe pipe later. I, if got like. to, <laughs> I got to play cricket with someone who represented their country. Okay. Now, I said to them when we were playing cricket, and I'm not spoiled, it's not going to give anything away. I said, I would rather have your cricket credentials and play for the country that you played for than Australia. And that person's gone, Why? And I've gone, well, if I played for Australia, I'm in the top 11 of 20 million people, give or take. Yes. You, my dear neighbour, have represented India. Oh, that's a lot more people. billion <laughs> people. And in India, it's a fucking religion. <laughs> like, they don't have NRL and AFL. Mm. And she she repre- she played in the women's team. Wow! And she had mad skills. Really? Yeah. She luckily when we were playing parents against kids, she was there. So big <laughs> shout out to Sonia because if it was not for you, we were gone. Their little son, who's nine, he probably is going to represent Did Australia it, at some it, point. Was it Doug Anthony All Stars that sang the Sonia song? I picked on you, Sonia, because Sonia had a crush on you. <laughs> was that Doug Anthony All Stars? Oh, possibly, possibly, <laughs> yes. But I do remember the song. It's another one of those ones where you've got a certain name and you'll always be known as the person in that song. I picked song. on you, Sonia, because Sonia mm. had a crush yep. on you. Now, fingers crossed. Yes. You mentioned a date. Mandate. Star Wars. Oh, of course. Of course. So that's Why didn't up. I actually realise where you were heading with that? Definitely. Yeah. So we've got to tie that Excited. up. Excited. Mm. Mandalorian too. Oh, it's good. I've got to get on board, don't yeah, I? Yeah, you do. Got to get on that. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you think it's alarming that you haven't actually watched it yet? Do you, does it frighten you? No, not really. Not really. I, I've got shit going on. I I've, I've used that as a beautiful segue. I can tell. <laughs> Didn't seem forced at all. Whoop, 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 whoop. Because something bugged me this week. Right. I just did. <laughs> New Men in Black? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the repackaging of Raid? <laughs> no. Okay. Um, <sighs> there's something that's taking over the world. Global warming. It's well. It's involving that. Oh, okay. And it, that's actually a good little guess. Oh, ding. 
it's involving that. Well, and it's been it's something Joe. that's been happening for a very, very long time. But but the global warming, the climate change is the new thing that's that this has become. Mm. And it's alarmism. Alarmism right. is starting to shit me. Mm. And I don't even know if alarmism is a real thing. I've kind of made the word up, but it makes sense, and I wouldn't be surprised if I Googled it, if it's actually a thing. So what is it to you? Alarmism for me is when enough people talk loudly enough that everyone else goes, fuck, they're right, we'll better go along with that, and then everyone else gets on board. Is it enough people, or is it just a very vocal minority? It can be that, Mm. but then it becomes enough people, and then it's like, well, shit, everyone's can... And climate change is one of them. Yes. I'm not saying I do not believe in climate change. Mm. Um, I do believe that climate is changing. Of course it is. Um, I believe the climate always changes. Mm. Um, I'm also not saying that I don't believe we have contributed to that in any way, shape or form. Or right. I'm, I'm saying that we possibly aren't doing great things. No, absolutely not. Yes. <laughs> but it just gets to a point where I think there's so many people going on about it now that actually don't know anything about it. But that's they just called jumped the internet. on it. Yeah, and that's where the other problem is. I was watching something, strange enough, on the internet, oh. where, but where the big thing at the moment... <laughs> and, I, and that's the funny thing. I love I fucking, it. I fucking hate it. the internet, so I was reading on the internet. No, I didn't say I hate the internet. No, true. It's just, no, but I didn't, I didn't look at it from like a, oh my God, people are telling me all these facts, so I must be right, because yeah. that'll be the reverse of exactly what I'm saying now. Exactly. So you're but on Wikipedia. What they're saying at the moment, what everyone is saying in the, like the, the climate change... Um, Warriors? Hierarchy Ooh. is that we've got 12 years to change. Yes, I've that's all we've got left. 12 years that's the timeline. Well, okay, and but when they say 12 years, it doesn't mean that the world is going to implode in 12 years, it means in a 12 years' time, we go beyond the point, the fulcrum point, where we can no longer exactly win our way back. So, it won't matter what we do after that point, it's over. Yeah, well, because the game is done. Well, because they talk about the doomsday clock, yes, which is, is a similar thing where the world's brainiacs or people who are fucking far smarter than you, who aren't doing a stupid podcast. Um, <laughs> they might be doing a podcast, yeah, but just it's not, not a stupid, stupid one. one. <laughs> <laughs> um, where they, they, they basically, I think it came back in the 50s, we might have even talked about it previously, where they say at midnight, basically, that is when the world is sort of going to end, and they yep. do a, a fictitious clock. And once, it originally came out, I think, about uh, the atomic bomb, and that's when they set the clock, and it was something like, five minutes to midnight or 10 minutes to midnight or whatever. And, and apparently now the biggest threat is climate change, mm. um, and which also includes overpopulation and, you know, we're using the more of the world's resources. Exactly and, right. And yeah. all that kind well, of we stuff. have enough food, etc. So I think we're probably them. at two minutes or one minute to midnight. Mm. And, they, and there's another study that I read. Fuck, I'm smart now. Look at you go. I know. Um, where basically what they do is they say, here is a seven billion people on the planet. And we are going to consume this much of the Earth's resources in 12 months. But what happens is we consume more than what the world can produce shorter than 12 months. So mm-hmm. we do it at nine months yep. and eight months. So then what we do is we borrow from the next year. And apparently this year we got there, you know, something like six months. Yeah. So we're already borrowing. We're already on borrowed time for next year. Yep. And Makes sense. By the time we hit January, we're already going to be six months in debt. So it's not long before we have run out of Mars bars and run stuff. out of Mars bars, yeah. basically. Mm. You know, I mean, the Milky Bars are on me, but fuck. That's okay. That's only one or two. Yeah. But it's just so the 12 years. Mm. Um, but I was watching this little mini doco 
where I feel the people. <laughs> Mini doco. Is that a, just a Facebook sort of? It's a YouTube video. YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> I, how but, smart does that make you sound? I was watching this documentary. <laughs> YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag YouTube video. Yeah. Um, from and, and it wasn't like a, from it wasn't Brian. one of these things where a guy sitting in his, in his warehouse, basement, whatever, talking. It was actually, it was quite a well-made little doc. I only went for five minutes. So it was just quick information, bang. And yes. not trying to prove things. Just saying, I Posing guess, questions. what everyone's talking about at the moment. Okay. And this group of, we'll call them scientists. Okay. Were they wearing lab coats? Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, then well, they're actually, scientists. They weren't, but they should have been. They should have been. Um, because oh, I'd love to have a lab coat. So would I. Oh, that'd be like, so fucking, good. And just walk into any hospital going, oh, what can I do here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that'd be so good. With anyway. the South Road Boys bag on. Exactly. Um, <laughs> with South Road Boys research. It's South Road trying Boy. to do a hard operation. <laughs> South Road Boys research team. <laughs> wow. Oh, we'd be good. Fucking oath we would. Well, we'll have a crack. Definitely. As long as I don't have to use this ring. I'm yeah, ha- yeah. I can use a scalpel. I can catch it up. Right. I'm not injecting anything. Oh, so I thought it was only if you were injected. No, I don't like them. I don't like looking at them. All right. Well, I'll do the needles. Yeah, do that. I'll do the scalpel. Perfect. I slicey dicey. You pointy jointy. <laughs> I'll poke and prod. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll say on the twelve year thing, but yes. they pretty much said we can guarantee in twelve years time they're going to be saying, "Oh no, we've got another twelve years now," Ooh, because really? they've made up the timeline. There's, well, no, it, there's no actual proof on the timeline. No, it's just they've, a finger in the they've sky. They've made it up. So that once again, that comes back to that alarmism. So by putting a, a, a schedule on something, yes, by saying we've got this long sense of urgency, sense of urgency, everyone's going, oh my god, oh my god, the the world's going to collapse. Yes, but um, everyone just goes, wow, the the time has come. I've been telling you all this for ages. Um, and I'm not just talking climate change. This is just the one at the moment. Anything. That's the that's the, the ginger's cool, taking over. That's the, world. the cool thing to talk about now. Climate change. Yes, that's the the top of mind thing. There's um, rallies going on worldwide and all the rest. And look, I love the fact that people stand up for what they believe in. Yes, I think it's great. Mm. Um, but I think if a lot <laughs> but, of people try to debate the topic, yes, with someone who knew what the fuck was going on, mm. they wouldn't know how to talk about it. Thankfully. Because all they know is that, no, the climate's changing. Um, a great one. Someone put up a photo on Facebook a couple of days ago. Mm. Uh, someone I know in Melbourne. Um, and it was, um, that they got a tan line they were out in the sun for 20 minutes and got a little bit of sunburn. Sure. Happens. Yeah. And they said, um, finally, this is proof to me that the climate's definitely changing. The no, fact it just that means I got that you haven't slip slop slapped. Yeah. And you've been out in the sun. Which like, we've been fuck. taught since the fucking 80s. There's going to be snow in Tasmania in December. Yes. Right? Um, I don't know how many times I've seen the posts at the moment saying this is proof that the climate is changing. I'm dreaming of a white This Christmas. has happened in Tasmania for fucking decades exactly. where every now and then we get snow and cold weather in December. It's not unusual. I remember being in Tassie, I think it was about 15 years ago, and the rain or sleet that came down on Christmas Day, the Bureau of Meteorology determined that they almost classified as snow because it settled and rested for like a, a moment. Yeah. Fucking, of course you get it's snow just, on Christmas Day in the Southern yeah. Hemisphere. I'm not saying that we're not, that we're treating the world well. Mm. I think we can definitely do that. Um, I think young Greta could smile occasionally. Oh. I think that would help. <laughs> oh, poor Greta. <laughs> I think that would help. Oh, I no, think, come I think on. the world would find her more likable, more likable and get on her side. Yeah, you know? but see so now. Oh, she's angry. Yeah, but she's also, I don't believe it's just that she's an angry teenager. I think she's also on the spectrum. 
Oh yeah, no, I realise. So that. I think that's probably yeah. what you know. But, oh, she looks angry though, doesn't she? Yeah, she just <laughs> she does. really does. But she's passionate. Once again, I nothing against her. I think it's amazing what she's exactly. doing. The same people that are um, been saying you know kids need to get off their asses and do something. The same people are now saying she needs to shut the fuck up. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Well, those people need to get back in their box. But all she's saying is, I with, believe with a scowl. <laughs> yeah, with a scowl. I believe the information that I have is that there is something that we need to fix. Yeah, and you've and look, all known about it, and you should be ashamed. Yeah, and I agree with that because the reality of it is, uh, necessity is the mother of all invention. And I, I watched Top Gear, fucking Top Gear, right? Jeremy Clarkson, not the person you'd want to put in charge of any sort of scientific research, especially <laughs> when it comes to climate change, right? He got there and he was driving the Bugatti... No, not the Bugatti Veyron. He was driving the um, Lamborghini Merchilago, the very last Merchilago they made. And he goes, this is a spectacular car. This is quintessentially the most beautiful car I've driven. He's, he's said this entire thing with an erection, hasn't he? Uh, well, you could see the boner off camera, <laughs> but you know. But he said what we really need to do, and he, and he did verge on to climate change. And he goes, what we really need to do is we all need to be driving a car like this. We all need to be driving big Hummers so that we can deplete the world's resources of oil. Because then, necessity being the mother of invention, we will get a cleaner fuel. But whilst we have the remnants of dirty fuel where we have to mine it from the earth, we will continue to raise prices. We will be yeah, held. True. We will be held accountable or we will be held to ransom by the big oil companies, and we will continue to pay ludicrous prices for petrol. But when we can't buy petrol anymore because there is no more fucking oil, then we will go to hydrogen we won't or we will go to electrical or we will go to a renewable energy resource. Yeah. And God forbid if we can't get somewhere as quick as we used to. But fuck, you should see the <laughs> oh, Some of the tech now. Some of the tech now, the electric cars, like... They're doing naught to 100 in four seconds. Yeah, I was talking about that today, and I understood why that's happened finally. And I've been saying this for years. Mm. The tech has always been there. Yeah. No one's harnessed it. Because if you remember when you were a kid mm. with a slot car set, you pulled that trigger and the Shoot. fucker went straight off the track. Well- It didn't stay on the track. That was quicker than naught to 100 in four seconds. Correct. Be- so what they've discovered is slot car power. Electric cars without now. the slots, yeah, because <laughs> that makes you know choosing your own direction a little bit more difficult. But the well, with slot cars, effectively, is the fastest form of motorsport. Yeah, if you that's scale right. it up, because the one twenty four scale or, yep. or whatever, they hook. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I slot car raced because I was a fucking legend. Yeah, we've well, actually loser. talked about this one before. You know, they we had I had a car that was worth you know two hundred dollars or whatever, um, and it did a fifty five meter track in like three and a half four seconds. Like, that's insane. If you scaled that up. A 50-metre track in three and a half. 55-metres track. 55-metre track in, in four, four seconds. seconds. Yep. Wow. Insane. The last time that I would have done that sort of speed, mm. I would have had mum chasing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Troy, get back here. <laughs> Ivan. He's <laughs> out <that> again. <laughs> He's with that little fan of pants kid. <laughs> Oi, Jaffa Jocks. Dad just comes out. Oh, I've got some carrot tops. Can't call him that. <laughs> You'll only encourage him, Ivan. <laughs> uh, oh. I just think, but alarmism is just a thing now. Let's let's make it 
the noise loud enough, yeah, and everyone gets scared and they just jump on it so quickly. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna type it in. I'll see if I'm alarm, alarm I'm, I'm certain that's a thing. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, people are trying to get their message across, and and so they create shock value and shock factor and. And yes, it's get, a real thing. I knew it would have been. Of course it is. Alarmism is excessive man. and exaggerated alarm about a real or imagined threat, such as the increases in deaths from an infectious disease. Uh, in the news media, alarmism can be a form of yellow journalism, hmm. where reports sensationalise a story to exaggerate small risks. Um, it's, but you work in advertising. You see that that works often, where a, a, a retailer will collate create an alarmism that you're going to miss out, a sense of urgency. You have to buy oh, it's by call this to time. Action. Mm. Yeah, call to action. That's all this is. It's presenting a, a view to an extreme to create a call to action because they're not getting what they believe is the call, the action that they want, so they up the ante. Either. What um, what percentage, I mean, we don't know. We can make it up. But it's what percentage with, well, with all the rest of our research. What percentage of groups... <laughs> yes. Do you reckon mm. with things like climate change or um, possible war or gingers food invading shortage earth. or gingers invading the earth? Yes. Um, what percentage do you reckon just don't know the facts and just go, oh, yeah, it must be right? Oh, I and th- I'm talking about also people that storm Area 51. <laughs> <laughs> I think what it is is... There'd I, be a lot. There would. I think what it is, though, is it depends on whether or not people go the one extra step from receiving the initial piece of information and then doing any additional research and whether or not that initial piece of information becomes a thought, as in, oh, this this may have merit or this is true, this is gospel because the person who told me or the website I read this on, or... The social media feed that I saw. The social media that I got um, claims it to be true. For example, uh, we've just recently had Thanksgiving, and after Thanksgiving is Black Friday. Yes. So Black Friday is something that's been... Okay, for the fuck of you... Oh, jeez, we're getting hysterical. Okay, but if 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 you're alive, you know what Black Friday is. It's basically the biggest shopping day pre-Christmas that retailers have. Yeah, by far. By far. Now... There have been rumour mills that the origin of Black Friday... <laughs> Here we go. Right. So the origin of Black Friday is that um, back in slavery days, the slaves were there to celebrate Thanksgiving and the worst slave would be sold after it because they were the worst slave and it was selling the blacks and so people knew they could get a bargain. Oh, I hate having shit slaves. <laughs> <laughs> Massa. Oh, so annoying. That's why I don't have slaves anymore. Exactly. It wasn't worth the time and effort. It's <laughs> not worth it. No. Um, and that's a that's a fucking fallacy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and other people. So so when I heard this, the person who told me didn't believe that that was what it was. It just said that person just said, "Look, I I've, I've heard this. What do you what do you think about it?" And I've gone, "Well, hang on. Let me jump on a couple of different websites, not just one." Um, and it seems like the general consensus is it started in the fifties after slavery had been abolished, um, and it was basically retailers in one of the... I can't remember. Not Minnesota. Massachusetts, maybe. Um, They started the Black Friday sales, Mm -hmm. um, and the chaos that it ensued, people were dying in the streets because of car accidents and all that kind of stuff, and it was just a black day, and 
it was all dark and whatever, and that was the nickname given to it. And apparently people tried to change it to remove the negative connotation um, and not offend people of colour, um, but it stuck. And now it's a worldwide phenomenon. See, I assumed it was actually – I haven't researched the reason. I knew it wasn't a racist thing. Mm. Um, I thought it might have been something like being in the black. Well, that was another thing. Whereas retailers were in the red, so they needed to go in the black, so they had this massive sale. Mm. That are two, apparently, allegedly, with my very small amount of South Road Boys research. So put that in context, right? Of course, we don't have a PA anymore. Fuck. Brian, Brian or Barry. Was shit. He was oh, shit. Fuck. And then we had Mark Link. Yeah, Mike. Crap. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Mike. Damn, now his got, name. It got confusing yep. <laughs> with the equipment. <laughs> I said, like, wear a fucking name badge. Exactly. Mike. Like, do you realize how many people have got working around here? How am I meant to remember you? Exactly. You insignificant bastard. <laughs> fucking incredible. <laughs> Anyway, so... So insignificant, right? He could have been one of the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> no one knows their name. Only only person that people know is Wicket. That's the only one, the little fucking dude at the start. No one knows the rest of them. And he was named after someone who was a cricket fan. There you go. So <laughs> comes back to Warner. <laughs> exactly, bold, Jane. <laughs> anyway, so... I Look, I hear what you say with alarmism. Oh, it's alarmism. Just, especially with social media. But I think that's all... I think... I don't think that... That's actually. I don't think what you're talking about is actually a new concept. I think it's not social, new. That no. social media has just given a rise to a platform of people who can create this. Yeah, it's, it's, ampli- it's amplified the stupidity. Of course, it has. Because there are people behind all these things that do actually have a little bit of factual research. Absolutely, because no they are passionate. About not just about yeah. passionate about being passionate. They're passionate about the thing they're passionate about. Yeah, and, and that's a very different. Set up, and I and I'm sure that what's her name, Greta, Greta, Greta. I'm sure now yep. that Greta has been contacted by people who actually have probably more information than what she. Oh, had, no doubt. Um, who probably back up or validate the, the points that she's made, and I guarantee you, there are other people who will also invalidate the points yep. that she's made. Even if just to finish this one off, and I think I've said this once before, even if you don't believe in what she's talking about, if we make the world a nicer, cleaner place, it's not a bad thing. What's the worst that's going to happen if we make it a nicer place to live? We live in a nicer place. Exactly. But if it's if climate change is what they're saying it is, well, we might just save the fucking planet. Yeah, you know, let's Which fucking, means let's stop more kill- South Road boys! Fuck yeah. Stop killing animals. Let's clean our fucking oceans up. Let's stop fucking pumping shit into the air. Exactly. How are the pandas going to have a bit of sexy time? No wonder the pandas don't do shit. Exactly. If the, the you know, made in China... Fuck. Now, that's, that's what we need to have some alarmism over. Yeah. The fact that a pandas will not fuck each other. And they're made in China. I don't know how many they are. Exactly. I don't know how many Everything's times we've- mass produced in we've China. talked about <laughs> this. <laughs> like, if you ever want to talk about a country that mass produces something, <laughs> and they can't get pandas to mass produce, not even reproduce, just fucking one would be good. Just, I just think we need to- There's an issue. Him. Look, we need to raise some money, I think. We mm. need some alarmism around pandas not fucking. We need to raise some money- <laughs> to help the pandas actually have a better environment for sexy time. So I think we actually need to start using the same people that made the new Lion King movie and start some serious, legit panda porn. Okay. And we could call it PST, Panda Sexy Time. Oh, nice. Because everyone loves a catchy acronym. I do like, oh, you know, my arm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I got yeah. a bit of PSA. PSA. Yeah, exactly. Porn star arm. There you go. <laughs> That's what it is. This is a PSA. Yeah. Not a public service announcement. That's <laughs> no, porn star arm. Yeah, here porn it is. Right here. See, see, yeah. here it is. It's the right one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually good. I think we could do this for the pandas. Yeah, and look, if you want to make it relevant, 
You need someone who people love. You need a spokesman that everyone fucking loves. Oh, you know, it's, gonna, it's not going to be Greta because she's a little bit angry. It's not Greta. No. I have the person. Yeah, no. I'm not sure he's from mainland China. Oh, not who But I, I think he might be from Hong Kong, China. That's okay, not who I thought you were going to go with. Jackie Chan. Oh, yes. Like, that's the person who could be the face of the PST. Yes. But if you wanted a radio voice, because you're not going to get fucking James L. Jones. Like... As much as you no. want. But you could get Jack Black. True, you're not going to get... Who was Kung Fu Panda. Oh, Joe Mather. Bringing it all around. And you also, Panda's are black and white. Exactly. If we could get someone with the last name of White. Yeah, or just buy the rights to Michael Jackson's song. Doesn't matter if you're back or That could white. be the song in the background. Woo! Get yeah. pandas eggs kind of doing a little bit of a furry jive. Oh, dancing pandas. Well, Fucking who doesn't love dancing pandas? We could call that move the Chang Chan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Jackie. Actually, and if we, look, I know he's Korean, but if we get the guy who did Gundam style to do some sort of catchy I'd little. I'll tell you what. If pandas do, panda style. do not dun, get some dun, dun, a little bit dun, dun. of panda peony action going, exactly. Stop. But we could just re- like fucking Sir Elton John redid "Candles in the Wind" from Marilyn Monroe for Princess Diana. Why can't we get PSY? I think is what his name was to do. Whoop up panda style. <laughs> <laughs> you get the you know the face of Jackie Chan, the voice of Jack Black. Fuck. Could we do Counters in the Wind instead of change it? Pandas live in sin. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems to me you lived your life like, like a, a panda, panda living in the sin. sin. <laughs> uh, Not a knowing who to bang to when the rains came in. Um, I'm a bit concerned about modernising it, though, because the whole thing's going to be black and white, so that's an issue. That's just like Clerks. That still holds up after uh, 25 years. Nice. Yeah, or we'll Schindler's it. List that came out the same year. We will say pandas. You know what? Hmm. We've got 12 years, mate. <laughs> 12 years if to we, save the panda. If we don't do it in 12 years, there's no going back. My problem, I think, that we're going to face, well, there's two things that we're going to face that are going to be our main issues. Okay. Apathy <laughs> from you and I about actually doing something for it. Right, okay. So once we get over that hurdle. Yeah, well, didn't think you'd go there, but okay. Mm, I don't know whether or not we have, as two white middle-aged men... He's so racist. I know. As much clickbait as an angry, autistic 12-year-old girl from Sweden. That's what we're missing. <laughs> That's so, what, so what we need to get is an angry, angry 12-year-old girl autistic from girl from Sweden. Or Africa. Why Africa? Remember We Are The World? <laughs> yeah. That united the globe. Oh. That really tugged at the heartstrings. Remember all those 40-hour famine videos and it's all huge. that sort of seeing the African kids and the blowflies around the face? Like, if you can get one of those cute-ass kids from Africa to give a shit about pandas fucking in China, surely the rest of the world are going to get on board. Imagine the, the sad clips would have. Just sad-looking pandas. Just there, just as though their entire world has disappeared. Because the female pandas, she's just not keen. She's just... Well, she might be well up for it. He's just not... He's got brewer's droop. And we know we've only got that little window of opportunity as well. He's got bamboo droop. Bamboo droop. droop. (laughs) (laughs) I knew exactly where you were going with that. He's a big knot on the bamboo and he can't get it up. (laughs) (laughs) What's what's the matter with your little reed? (laughs) Exactly. Maybe that's our campaign. Say no to bamboo. (laughs) Get, Get pandas. Fuck, I've got it right. 
we can we can save the Australian farming community. Jesus. Okay. Oh. And help China. So this is where we're on. Right. Move male pandas from the brewer's droop bamboo. Yep. To sugarcane. Nice. Grown in Queensland. Out on the patio, we sit <laughs> watching the pandas eat shit. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Fucking, that's what you do. Yeah, that's actually Australian really good farmers idea. get behind that. True. I love could, a good root. Or could we? <laughs> or could we even start doing like a new a new strain of bamboo in Australia? Oh, okay. Uh, mixed with some sort of methamphetamine or Viagra boo. Viagra boo. <laughs> That sounds like some sort of weird booty call. <laughs> this is my Viagra boo. <laughs> this is my regular boo. <laughs> I think it could work. I think you could be onto something there, yeah. my Viagra boo. We will have pandas going around as though they are gods. Or Booagra. Booagra. No, that just sounds yeah. like something scary and angry. It does. Viagra boo. Viagra boo. Yeah. I like it. Blue boo. Blue boo. I'd, that could work. Um, blue, boo, 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 boo. We will get pandas back. We got twelve I years, think Joe. So. Twelve years. Twelve years. Once again, people were going to get doubt that it really is. You know, Garuga, world in crisis. Is someone's life going to be changed if the pandas no longer exist? Yes. You know why? No. Because people don't realise this yet. This is something the South Road Boys have discovered. Through our extensive research. Yeah, through our contacts mm. in the really, really, really ultra dark web. Oh, wow. We've gone deep. Uh, the fetal. The embryonic <laughs> fluid, yes. Okay. That secretes from the baby panda mm. is actually the cure for cancer. Oh, it's... It's just the, it's the golden elixir. Yep. It is, this is the, the one fountain of youth. It cures all cancer, destroys it. Not many people know this. I understand, but just put a pin in that for a second. How do you think... So Keep our they, serious voices on in now, okay, because this okay. is breaking news. It is, but you know how they say rhino tusks give you a really good erection? I've heard what that. do you think that's done for the population of rhinos? Well, they're not as horny as they used to be. No. They're no. a little bit more dead than what they used to be. Yeah. So if people believed that pa- baby panda juice was the fountain of youth, I reckon you'd find a lot of people trying to squeeze the fuck out of them. It's not the fountain of youth. It's the killer of cancer. The killer of cancer. I still think Big Pharma would move in and we'd have a lot less baby pandas than what we've currently got, which is not many. But we'd have to have more baby pandas because they'd run out. This is our 12-year plan, Joe. Mm. We have 12 years to save the human race. We need, but One what, panda what a Big Pharma need to be aware of, <laughs> what Big Pharma need to be aware of is it's only if the panda is living that it can make that juice. Oh, yeah. You can't just squeeze a fucking baby panda no. and get that. And you know what? I've heard that they've tried to reproduce it chemically. Synthetically. Mm. Mm, can't do it. It doesn't work. No. Because you need the real tears of a baby panda yeah. to cure cancer. Oh. Oh, that's there's all you a, need to a, say. There's that campaign right there. Imagine, yeah, Jack Black, a small baby panda crying. <laughs> Jackie Chan comes out and says, this is the cure to cancer with an angry little um, 
autistic African kid. Definitely. <laughs> going save the pandas. And we'll have a boy too, because we don't look as though we're sexist. No, we We've like, already got the angry girl. Exactly. Let's get the angry boy. Well, we, you know what? We could probably get a trans girl. Great idea. Or a pansexual. Pandasexual. Gender fluid. Right. Well, it's a fluid we need. Exactly. So From we're the not, pandasexual. <laughs> we're not, exactly. So we're not... Pan is probably, yeah. So we're not going to... We are not going to determine the gender of that child. It will be who it is. Exactly. Or who they are. Exactly. I'm so woke right now. <laughs> put down a light I wasn't expecting. Mm. 12 years. Done. Alarmism. I mean, alarmism. Garuga, Garuga, Garuga. <laughs> we are at DEFCON 1. <laughs> oh, I don't know how we end up at pandas again. We always come back to pandas. I'm bringing oh, panda back now. now. Very quickly. Oh, God. This week. See, I thought that was a serious topic, but the look you've got in your eyes, it's like... Oh, my God. You know what? I might save it till next week. Oh, really? Well, I can tell you now. Why not? Fuck if I go over it. Who cares? This week, I have fallen into the dolly hole. And that does sound a lot more ruder than what I thought. It's a show on Netflix, isn't it? It is a show on Netflix. I did see that there was a dolly show, and I was going to tell you about it. You didn't need to, my friend. I am there. (laughs) And isn't it like good news stories and stuff or miracles or something? What is... The gr- Dolly Parton has made, at age 73, the biggest fucking resurgence in pop culture <laughs> than you are ever going to see. I have always, always been in love with yeah, Dolly Parton. We know, we've, I we've really, truly have. Yep. And for me, it is not Christmas until mum puts on the Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton Christmas album. It just fucking isn't. But there's also a podcast, Dolly, Dolly Parton's America. Roadie's... You are listening to a podcast. Do yourself a favor and listen to this other podcast because it is fucking awesome. Dolly Parton's podcast. But it's not her. It's someone talking about her. Oh, okay, right. And then they also do interview Dolly Parton along the way. And one of the things that I didn't realize is, you know that little ditty that she wrote, I Will Always Love You, Mm -hmm. right? It was- She stole that off Whitney Houston. Or she wrote it and Whitney Houston stole it off her. Alarmism. Alarmism. (laughs) Do you know that, one, it was the first song to chart in the charts by a female artist across three consecutive decades? Wow. So when she originally sang it, it charted. Yep. Then when she did the movie The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas Mm -hmm. with Burt Reynolds, which I fucking love. Slot. I know. (laughs) Hoa. 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 It got re-released again. Yep. And went to the charts. And then Whitney did it. Of course she did. And here's the funny thing, right? So when Kevin Costner- Whitney did everything. (laughs) No, she did. (laughs) She was doing rails off Booker's boobs. Like she was- That that girl did need some alarmism in her life. Oh, didn't she ever. But Mm. what I found out, and look, spoilers, if you don't care about Dolly Parton, whatever. I do. (laughs) What I found out was they were trying to find a song for the Bodyguard soundtrack. And Kevin Costner- who played, obviously, The Bodyguard. Mm. They couldn't find the title movie track. Too. A great movie. They couldn't find that title track. And he's a massive country fan. And he goes, what about I Will Always Love You? And the guy who did the musical score went, okay, well, fuck, I need to listen to this song because the star is saying I need to listen mm-hmm. to this song. So sent someone or went himself down to the local record store to buy a copy of the album. Couldn't find Dolly's version. 
So he got Linda Ronstan's version. Okay. Right? You know, or, some, version. or somebody else's version. Right. Which is basically the same. But in the version that he listened to, which he then transposed, like rewrote, mm-hmm. got the words and all that kind of stuff, she doesn't sing or do the third verse, which is the talky bit. Okay. I'll give you joy and happiness. Anyway, so they're just about to film it. They're just about to do the shot where Whitney is doing the song. And he picks up the phone and calls Dolly and says, Dolly, we're about to do your song. Whitney's about to sing it. I know you're okay with it because obviously they've gone through the legal channels. Of course. And she's going to kill it. And Dolly's gone, that sounds awesome. I can't wait to see how she does the third verse. And he's gone, what third verse? Because <laughs> so, in the version that he heard, it was just instrumental. Yep. And Dolly's gone, the third verse. And so she sang it to him over the phone. He's gone, okay. Fuck! <laughs> Stopped filming and then had to basically transpose all this to Whitney, who then had to remember it and do it for the film. But one of the things that I didn't realise about this song, this is the thing that cracked, like just, this gave me the feels. When I'm listening to it, I was almost in tears. It was her resignation song. So it wasn't about a lost love. It was Dolly Parton worked for a guy, um, she was on a TV show. And this was a really popular country TV show or whatever, and she was the pretty little thing that used to sing backup. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, her popularity started to grow and grow and grow. And she just wanted to be able to release her own album. She wanted to get her own manager. She wanted to be able to do her own stuff. And he was like, no, 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 little thing. You just need to, you know, you just need to be- It was a different time. In your place. And she realized that that relationship was becoming toxic. Now, there are rumors out there that they had a bit of a dalliance or whatever, but Dolly was married at the time, and I believe she's as pure as a driven stone. So, of course she is. Absolutely. And, and so she walked into his office, and she said, I've got a song for you. And she sang him, I Will Always Love You. And that was it. She resigned. That was her resignation song. And here's the thing, right? He then sued her back in fucking the 70s? No, the 60s, I think. No, 70s, the 77. He sued her for a million dollars for breach of contract. That's big money back then. Massive money, because apparently he was supposed to... The contract that she signed when she was 21 said that he'd manage her for five years and he owned all the rights to everything she ever wrote and blah, 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 blah. So A million dollars back then. And she's gone, you know what? I still think I would have made it without him. But his show gave me the popularity, and maybe I wouldn't. So she settled. She settled and paid him the money. And he was bad-mouthing her, saying she was a slag and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, fast forward, he owned a a record company, and he got into a tax debt of half a million dollars, Mm -hmm. and he was about to lose his company. My dolly. Fucking no. She walked in, bought the company for half a million dollars, and then turned around and gave it back to him so his kids can have it. Oh, Fuck, she's good. Even I love Dolly now. <laughs> How could you not? Like, I just, I fell in love with her all over again. So if you love a great story about someone who is, and she's got one of the most recognisable brands on the planet. No doubt about she's that. She's written over 5,000 songs for fuck's sake. That's ridiculous. It's insane. That's alarmism. <laughs> that is alarmism. Anyway, if you love Dolly Parton, listen to the podcast. If you love Dolly Parton, don't watch the Netflix shit because that is an after-school special. Oh, is it crappy, is it? Well, basically what they're doing is, so the song uh, Jolene, which is about a woman who goes to another woman and says, and this is really amazing, listen to the podcast on it, 
basically saying, instead of you're a slag for wanting to steal my husband, I understand why my husband would love you. You are beautiful. You are smart. You are gorgeous. And my happiness depends on you not taking my man. And also me stabbing you on the head. And you me stabbing <laughs> you on the head. But, but all the other country songs of the day was, you know, you're a tramp and you're trash and you're going to steal my man and I'll, you know, fucking, I'll fuck you up. Hmm. Whereas Dolly's first song, Jolene, was like, I understand how this could happen and I am helpless against it because you are so beautiful. And so the, the TV show kind of tries to turn that into a, a 45-minute little movie. Oh, so it's not like True Life Stories or anything? No, actually... no, it's an after-school oh, special. Okay, no, that sounds a bit It's mad. not. I, I didn't, I've watched two episodes and I will not watch the rest. Okay, I thought it was going to be something where they actually have a song that's kind of the focus, but that song is kind of a wrapped in this beautiful story of someone doing something great in the world or something. No. Okay, right. No, no, no. This I didn't is... read the, the back of the cover or the no. synopsis Mind or you, what's, um, what's the TV show about the, the beauty queen? Who was fat and then got thin? Insatiable. Insatiable. You know the 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 the, the guy who coaches her? Yeah. He's in the first one. Okay, that's worth watching the first one. It is worth watching the first <laughs> one for Jolene. Um, but after you watch Jolene, you'll realise that it's not a documentary. It's not about the making of it. It's not about how it impacted the world. It's just a really corny, <coughs> sort of cheesy American soap opera version with the song as... Well, that's a bit disappointing. The heart thread. But... So I saw it and got excited for you. Yeah, oh fuck. So did I. I got a little chubby, I can I can tell you. <laughs> but the podcast, I am waiting till the next episode comes out. It is so good. And hearing Dolly I'm Parton assuming there speak, hasn't been many episodes. Seven. Yeah. Seven so far. And I think it's only going to be nine. That's it. Okay. Um, it does lose its way some points where it kind of goes into where country music comes from and goes into some weird places, but the bit where they talk to Dolly about where she was at at that point in her life, how she wrote the song, why she wrote the song, that is amazing. To hear a songwriter talk about their craft, the way she talks about her music, ugh. And the thing is too, if they don't, if they'd listened to our podcast first, they would have known that this is a podcast where you don't lose your way at all. Correct. You are on track. Because we just, are just- Strength to strength. We are the slot car of podcasting. <laughs> we never- <laughs> We never get off the track. No. Slot cast of podcast. That is just genius. That's golden moments. Do you know what is genius? What is, Joe? Thoughtful Troy. Thoughtful Troy is. And Thoughtful Troy's back. Guess um, who's back? Every now and then. Thoughtful's back. <laughs> every now and then he has to have back a break. Again. But then he just returns out of nowhere. Guess who's back? With gems Guess of goodness. Or maybe not. <laughs> he does have moments where he's... um. I love he's on the bamboo. <laughs> he's, he's, he's on the bamboo. He's had a big knot on the bamboo. <laughs> he's got bamboo faced. <laughs> Righto. Let's um, let's see what the thoughtful one's got this week. Welcome to the teachings of thoughtful Troy. Dear Thought Whisperer, my three-year-old, Benjamin, is constantly in tears and over the smallest things, and I'm at the end of my tether and I need help. There's tears over what to wear, tears over his dumb dog getting run over, (laughs) tears over being called a whiny little bitch. It's ridiculous. Could you, the Thought Whisperer, also perhaps be a Child Whisperer? Regards, 
Wayne the Wolf Barker. <laughs> Firstly, Wayne, I would like to commend you on your nickname. It takes an incredible man to carry the name Wolf with purpose and strength. But I fear you may be overdoing it just a little, therefore upsetting your son yourself. Secondly, I unfortunately am not good with children. My legendary thrusts of thoughtfulness have brought 37 children into this world, but I do not have any contact with them as they are a hindrance to my time as a spiritual soul for others. Might I suggest, so that changing your nickname may also change your approach? I'm not sure I've helped, but thank you for allowing me to tell the story of the boy that cried. Woof. <laughs> may you all be blessed. I think he's stretching this week. I really, I really do. There is a long, long bow to be able to draw. Yeah. But you, you know, know what? what? Alarmism. Alarmism. And it, it, and maybe that river runs a little bit deeper than what we thought. That's all I can say. Well, that's deep. Isn't it just? Yeah. Anyway, I'm that. I'm Joe. I'm Troy. And we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are. Alarmism. <laughs>